You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey there, this is episode 178 of the Soul Forge Podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey gang, it's Sean back at you with another exciting episode of the show. And this time I have my little boy, my one and only son. Introduce yourself, mister. Hello everyone, I'm Bishop. I've been on the show quite a bit. You have? Yeah. And guess what? Guess what? You're back again. I am. Okay. So we're going to do a little bit of an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to ask me the questions. I'm going to ask you questions. Yes, instead of the other way around where normally I'm the host and I do all the talking and all the things and all mm-hmm. the stuff. It's going to be a little bit of a reversal. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? It's pretty cool. Now, where did this idea come from? I can't remember. Your mom made you do it. Oh, right. She did. Yes, because she thought this would be an interesting episode for posterity. Mm-hmm. You know what posterity means? For longevity. And the future. And the future. So one day, years from now, you'll look back on your life and you'll be like, my dad was pretty friggin' awesome, mm-hmm. and uh, I know we talked a lot, and we actually recorded some stuff, and you know what's going to be awesome about that? What's going to be awesome about that? You are going to be able to hear what you sounded like as a little boy. I do. Do you feel like a little boy? Mm, not really. No, why is that? I'm really tall. How tall are you? Uh, above six feet, I know that much. I know that much too, yes. And and you're not a little, you're going to yeah. be 15 next month. Yeah. So really. Well, you know, two months from now. Well, I mean, it's the end of October. But this is not coming out till mid-November. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah. Next month. Next month. Yes. So yeah. A little bit behind month. the scenes since we are, we are recording this on Halloween. Yep. That's, Happy Halloween. That's true, yes. Happy Halloween. But if I look at my handy-dandy iPhone here and look at the calendar, this is going to come out on the 12th of November. 12th of November? Yes. Happy 12th of November. Hey, you know what the 12th of November is? The 12th of November? Is my anniversary for when I started Teletech in North Bay back in 2001. Mm. Happy anniversary. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was not a good job. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it... Uh, it it was North Bay. I met a lot of people. I met the girl who brought me up to Timmins. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I met your mom. Yeah. And if I hadn't started my job at Teletech North Bay on November 12, 2001... I would be here. That is correct. Mm-hmm. See how the things all link to each other? They do. Okay. That's good. So I, th- I think before we start the interview that your, your mom came up with these questions for you to ask me, uh, we should play a promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. Sounds like a good idea. You have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. It's pop culture. With a twist. It's music. LBGTQ+. And comedy. Well, dark comedy. It's nerd junk. It's comic books. Video games. Conventions. Yeah, nerd junk. And social commentary. It's woke, yo. Yeah, 
and nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. Thunder Talk is all over the place. Every place you want to be. Thunder Talk is a proud member of the ESO Network. Find us at thundertalk.org and download us on all podcast platforms. What did you think of that promo? Pretty neat promo. Aren't you going to go check out that podcast as well? I might. I think you'd... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you will or not. Probably not. I, I know that I added the Quick Launch podcast app to your phone. You did. Have you checked it out? Uh, not yet, but maybe if I need something to do soon, I will. There you go. So at any time, anybody who wants to listen to the podcast, quick launch option, just go to soulforgepodcast.com on their phone and add the, uh, I guess, app or quick launch thing to their home screen, and they can get a little uh, Soulforge icon. They can. Isn't that awesome? It's pretty awesome. I know I have it on my phone. You do. And you have it on your phone. I do. Isn't that great? It's pretty neat. It's the best thing ever, right? Best thing ever. And you know what else? What else? It's free. It is free. Yes. Okay, so why don't we launch right into this whole little mini interview that your mom is making us do. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? I think we should. She's not actually making us. I'm just being overly dramatic. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Ask me a question. All right. So, question one. What do you remember about being 14? Ooh. Okay. What do I remember about being 14? Let me think. That was a while ago, wasn't it? That would have in the year 1990. 1990. Yes. So what do I remember about the year 1990? Um, let me think. We were living in the apartment in Sault Ste. Marie, mm-hmm. uh, 26 Terry Fox Place, apartment 203. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lived there from 1987 to 1994. Long while. Yes. And let's see, 14, 1990. The first half of that year was the end of grade eight. And September of 1990, I started high school. Hmm. Yes. Started high school. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing. Yes, it was. I, I was not looking forward to it. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's what I remember. What, what else can I think about 1990? Uh, 14 years old. Um, I was probably, I was probably a horny little bugger. Hmm. Yep. Discovering girls. Um, did I have, uh, I, I went on a few dates in high school, but nothing really major nothing came of it too too much what else let me think what was happening in the world in 1990 do you have any recollection have no, you done any i know you about, weren't uh, you weren't born 15 years before i was born so i yeah, can't really think of anything have you done any historical research in preparation for the podcast i've done some historical research but uh not that and not in preparation for the, co- the podcast really no okay well if i uh if i google it let me just put in the year 1990 and we'll see what it says. Events of 1990 from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Let's see. The reunification of Germany. Hmm. Uh, yes, that was when the Berlin Wall fell. Okay. Uh, it was the formal beginning of the Human Genome Project, which was finished in 2003. What was that? Where they mapped the DNA sequences of the human body. Hmm. Yep. That's a, that was a big thing. It took them a long time. Uh, really it, did. It was also the launch of the Hubble Space Telescope. Space telescope. Okay, that, that was that was a big thing, and we got all kinds of pictures of the galaxy and stuff. And they had to uh, send astronauts up there to fix the mirror and, and whatnot because uh, the curvature wasn't quite right. So they had to do a lot of repairs. I remember that. Sounds like they would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we got? Hey, podcast fans! Spotify is making it easy for you to stream this podcast and many others like it on your mobile device, desktop app, and smart speaker. Open the app on your mobile device or desktop. Click on the browser channel, then click on the podcast section. You'll be able to stay thoroughly entertained during your commute to work, your drive home, and your downtime. Thanks to Spotify. 
So I just browsed through uh, Wikipedia real quick and... Was it a whole lot? <laughs> there was a bunch of little things here and there, a lot of political stuff and, and whatnot, mm -hmm. but uh, not, nothing major that I can remember. Can't even remember any big movies from that year. Hmm. Uh, it was just, uh, I was probably watching a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation. Probably was. Yeah. So other than that, uh, it was grade nine, the end of grade eight. I, oh, I do remember that uh, I think in the first little bit of grade nine, there was an assembly in, in school and it was awarding all the uh, people from the previous year who had uh, been on the honor roll and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And they all had to walk up through the stage and get their little certificate and stuff. And oh. I, I remember um, sabotaging myself in my grades because I didn't want to have to go up on stage. Oh, Yes, so for the first two years of high school, I didn't really uh, try as hard as I could have because mm. I was shy. Didn't want to go on stage? I didn't want to go on stage. Mm. So that's, that's a big thing I remember from being 14. Not all you can remember? Uh, that and uh, really liking girls, mm. but being too shy to do anything about it. Mm. Yeah. How about you? You're, you're 14. Do you like girls? Not, not that I can think of off the top of my head. No? No. Okay. You interested in anybody? No. No? There have been a few people a while ago, but nothing from the past few years that I can think of. Okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. You'll come into your own eventually. Yeah. Other than that, that was 1990. That's 30 years ago. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's really difficult to remember what was going through my head at that time. Probably would be. But, uh, yeah, that was before the internet really started. Mm -hmm. I was probably playing a lot of Nintendo. Hmm. And uh, I might have still had the uh, the old original Atari at that point. And, the original uh, Atari? Yes, which hmm. they're coming out with a new one this year. Are they? I think I heard something about that a while ago, but yes. I couldn't really remember that. The Atari VCS. It's hmm. $389. That's a lot. And I think it comes out uh, mid-November. So Mid-November this year? I think so. So maybe by the time this podcast is out, it'll be coming out really soon. It's quite possible. Or maybe it already came out. You never know. Never know. Yep. You have any more questions for me? I do. I have plenty of questions. Oh boy! What did you want to do with your life around this age? When I was fourteen. Around then, yeah. Uh, what did I want to be when I grew up? Uh, all I ever wanted to be when I grew up was rich. It, hmm. it didn't matter what it was. I mean, I guess that is one way. Uh, I knew that uh, I had no musical talent, huh. and I wanted to be a rock star. Hmm. But I can't sing. I can't play musical instruments. I can't read music. Hmm. So I have no ability. Um, hmm. I uh, I always wanted to own a business because in the summers when I was a kid, what I would do is I would have a little stand and I would sell uh, toys and action figures and other things that I came across to the neighborhood kids. I used to make things out of popsicle sticks and beer caps and glue them together, such as making uh, ashtrays or coaster holders for your drinks, mm. uh, all kinds of different things like that. Was mm. that really a good business? Well, I made some cash, and mm. I probably bought, uh, oh, sports cards. That's what I sports was in. Cards. Yes, I was big into sports cards. I don't like sports, <laughs> but because I've always been a collector, I was collecting baseball cards mostly. Or as mom would put it, a, uh, a hoarder. Um, no, because everything was organized and put away or displayed, yeah. not just tossed willy-nilly here and there. So Yeah. No consider myself a hoarder but uh, if I was less organized yes yeah so yeah lots of sports cards hmm. so I want uh, to I want to be a businessman hmm. that, that was my goal much different life yeah I'm a mailman not a businessman yeah mm -hmm. right, let's see what's the next question what is the next question what did you think you would do in life 
That's kind of the same question. Uh, what were your expectations? Ooh, I, I don't know if I ever had that much foresight. I don't think I thought ahead. I just knew that I, I wanted to have lots of money and travel the world and have a beautiful wife and family and go on adventures and whatnot. Hmm. So that, that's pretty much what I wanted. But at, at, at the age of 14, I don't really think I thought that much about it. No. No. I uh, guess not. Because it's, it's a, uh, a stereotype or whatever that girls dream of their dream weddings from the time they're little kids. Mm-hmm. Me, I, I never did. I, I assumed I would have a life and a family and a good job and a nice fancy car. That's another thing. I always wanted to have a nice fancy car. Like, a, mm. like I, I think I was probably 14 when I went to the uh, local used car dealership and they had some kind of white four-door car built in the 60s. Mm. And, I, and I would go over to that used car store all the time and look in the window and dream about the thing and, <laughs> and just, oh, I really want that. You were a car kid? I, I loved cars. Mm. Yep, I used to build model kits of cars. And you still do. Airplanes and boats. You still do. Yeah, not as much as I'd like, though. Not as much, but... No, but that's that's one thing I would do. I would sit in my room and just watch TV and build model kits. Hmm. All right, next question. Next question. Who in your life have you admired? Oh, well, okay, let me think about that. Well, I knew uh, that... Well, I can say for sure that my grandfather was probably one of my biggest influences. Mm-hmm. You, you met him. He died in 2013. Teen, so mm. you wouldn't... A while ago, probably wouldn't remember much. Yeah, you were born in 2005, so you were seven and a bit when he passed. Uh, and he lived in the Sioux, and we lived here in Timmins, so you didn't get to see him that much. But we, yeah. we do have some pictures have some. of us together. So there's that. So I looked up to him because he was a pilot. Mm. He was a mechanic. He could uh, rig up anything. Like, mm. he, he had all kinds of ideas in his head. He could figure anything out. He used to take me to open AA meetings and to, mm. to the, uh, the club where all the, the ex-drunks hung out since I was three years old. He was a, he was a big influence. Other than that, I, I can't think of too many people. Maybe Spock from Star Trek? Maybe. And, and that's, uh, that, that was a big influence. He was, he was an unemotional half-Vulcan hybrid, and uh, he was smart, and uh, all the ladies loved him, and he was logical, and he, he tamped down his emotions. And, and I was like that a lot, too, and, hmm. until I learned to open up. So, hmm. so Spock and Bumpa, my grandfather. Hmm. Well, I guess that covers the next question, which is why you admired them. Why? Uh, yeah, because they, I guess they had traits that uh, I wanted to emulate or that I admired or I thought that I could uh, incorporate into my own life, hmm. I would think. And that's the end of that question. Uh, why Star Trek? Why Star Trek? Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I've been watching Star Trek since I was three or four years old in the 70s. It, it was on Saturday mornings on Channel 50 from Detroit. Mm. Fox 50, I believe. I don't know why. It just captured my attention. It, uh, it's one of those things that you can't remember why you like, but you just really like it. I was drawn to it. it. It depicted a future of optimism and hope and where everybody got along. And if you just talked about things, all the problems could be resolved. Hmm. So there was that. And there was space battles. And, and space battles. And, and cool aliens. Those are always neat. Well, yeah. It was, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, it was... 
it was the original series, and then they came up with the next generation, and, and more and more, and uh, it's just an expansive world-building galaxy of uh, mm-hmm. of stuff. And there's a whole lot of Star Trek out there. There, there is. There's well now. Let's think about it. You got the original series. The original. You got the next generation. Next generation. Well, you also have the cartoon from the seventies. The cartoon from the seventies. So that's three series. So that's three already. And then you got Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. And then Voyager. Voyager. And then Enterprise. Enterprise. And after Enterprise, we got Discovery. Discovery. Lower Decks. Lower Decks. And Picard. And Picard. So that is oh nine. That's nine television series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also working on. Um, Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. And Section 31. Section 31. And the Prodigy cartoon. And the Prodigy. So that's three more. That's three more. So that's 12. That's 12. Plus there's 13 movies. 13 movies. So that's a total of 25. Uh, So as of the end of this year, there are going to be approximately 800 uh, Star Trek episodes across all the various series. Mm. So that's huge. It's a pretty big milestone. And I just... I love it. It, it. Nothing makes me as emotional as an episode of Star Trek. Hmm. Which, does that make any sense? Yeah. I don't know if it does. Yeah. But I just love it. Hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. And you should watch it too, even though you don't. <laughs> Alright, next question. Uh, Wimes, why, Wimes, why James T. Kirk? Why James T. Kirk? Yeah. Oh, I'm afraid Picard is my captain. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. not Maybe James T. Kirk. things have changed. Could be. Because there's a difference in the captaining styles. There is. Yes, Kirk was a ladies' man, and mm. he was a man of action, and he had the Kirk Fu and the flying hayas when he was fighting the various bad guys. The flying hayas. Yes, but Picard was more of a diplomat and a thinker and an intellectual, which is what I see myself as. Although he likes Shakespeare a lot more than I do. <laughs> what else you got for me? What is it about this show specifically that draws you in and has kept you for so many years? I, th- I think we discussed that in, yeah, in the previous. It's yeah. just, it's just amazing the it's way just, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's always been a thing. Right. Uh, second last question: uh, Why do you collect things? Ooh, that's a tough one, bud. But mm-hmm. I was going to call you brother, <laughs> but you're not. Uh, well, let me think. Why do I collect things? Uh, it it originates from before my consciousness, because I remember uh, an early memory of when me and mom lived with dad Mm -hmm. and I was sitting on the floor in front of my dresser and one of my dresser drawers was full of things like little treasures and trinkets I don't remember what they were now because that was a while ago that was like 40 years ago yeah but I've always been a collector Uh, my dad is a huge collector Mm -hmm. he goes to auction sales he's got uh, acres and acres of farmland and outbuildings and he goes to auctions and just fills it up with all kinds of things cars and tools you name it he's got it and uh, my mom always had all kinds of stuff too family uh, knickknacks and I don't know like all all the uh, belongings that uh, when people passed on she would get the things and Mm -hmm. she kept it because she felt it was uh, important for family history so it's in my my DNA Mm -hmm. what about you do you collect things uh yeah like just what? What do you random collect? Random small things that I can find on the. Whenever I, whenever I used to go to the bus stop, I'd sometimes find some, like a bottle cap or something. Sometimes would pick those up because, I don't know. I really like bottle caps. Those are something that are pretty neat. It's in your DNA. You know why? Yeah. Because when I was your age, I had a huge beer cap collection. Hmm. Like 
uh, find them on the ground. People would, uh, if they were interesting, I would take them. Uh, I had uh, a cardboard box that was probably two feet long by a foot wide and a, and a foot high that somebody gave me, and it was heavy, and I could I couldn't lift it by myself. I had to push it down the hallway when they <laughs> gave it to me. It was when we lived in the apartment, and it was we were on the second floor, and they were on the third. Trying to get it down from the third floor to the second floor. It probably wasn't easy because there was a whole set of stairs. There were stairs and it was heavy. So yeah, I collected beer caps, all kinds of bottle caps. Uh, that's where you get it from. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, approximately 25 totes filled with uh, Star Trek and Star Wars and other kinds of uh, collectibles. And in the last few years I've realized... Nobody else cares about this stuff, so I better start selling it off. Because when I pass away, it's going to go to you, and you're not going to know what to do with it. I will. Especially because you don't like that stuff. Yeah, not really. So why do I collect stuff? Just because. Yeah. It's a problem. And, yeah, help uh, having a keen eye, it really does help sometimes. I would have about 4 or $5 less than I would if I didn't find coins just laying on the street. That's something that I used to find in the schoolyard all the time when yes. I was younger than you. A lot of coins that you just find lying about. You don't find as many as you used to when I was a kid? No. Like when I was uh, six, seven, eight years old, money was all over the place. Yeah. But uh, because there's debit now, you find lots mm -hmm. less. I've definitely noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Like I remember a long time ago, I used to be finding loonies and toonies, but now... Like, I'll find the occasional quarter, and that's kind of it. Right. Now, for our American listeners and over those people overseas, a loony is, is one dollar coin. And a toonie is two dollar coin. That's right. Mm -hmm. But not everybody knows that. Cause yeah, not, not everyone knows that because not everyone has Canadians' Monopoly money. True enough. We've heard of it and is described by that. Mm -hmm. There you go. And you have mm -hmm. more questions for me or one more? Uh, I've got a few more questions, actually. Okay. Uh, how has collecting things changed over the years? How has it changed? Um, if I, I, don't, I don't know if collecting has changed per se, but what I've collected has changed. Yeah, it probably would have. Like, it started with... Let me, let me think if I can think back. Well, it was, it was popsicle sticks and beer caps. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it was toys. Um, then it became VHS tapes. And, and then DVDs. And it's always been, uh, since the early 90s, action figures. So I've always collected something. Back in the day, not a lot of people collected things. Uh, everything was gone. You go to yard sales and you get the coolest stuff. And then over the last little bit, people have, oh, hey, that's worth money. And they don't throw the things away like they used to. And with TV shows like American Pickers and whatnot, everybody thinks that everything they have is valuable. So might be it, one day. It, it's uh, oh, baseball cards. Like I said, that mm -hmm. was that was a that was a huge thing before the action figures started. And then it's become a huge business, and everything's collectible. So nothing's worth any money. Hmm. So it's, it's, it's changed, but the, the fact that I've always been a collector hasn't changed, except for the last few years, like I said, where I've tried to get rid of things and be more uh, selective in my purchases. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to remind you once again that you can listen to this show and other podcasts on Spotify, and now it's easier than ever. Just open the app on your mobile device or desktop, click on Browse, and then click on the Podcast section. It works on your computer, your phone, your smart speaker system, whatever you want to use. So stay connected to your favorite podcasts and never miss an episode using Spotify. Uh, what is your favorite piece and why? My favorite piece? I don't know if I have a favorite piece. Uh, you know what? Whatever new piece I have at that moment is my favorite piece. And then 
it just goes into the pile of stuff that I have. It's it's <laughs> Your like pile of totes. It, it's like uh, Smog the Dragon from <laughs> Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or whatever, where you just keep getting the things and you add it to your hoard, and um, really that's that's the way it works because you have that moment of euphoria where you get the new thing, and then after a, a time it's just something yeah. else that you have that you have to dust or just take from house to house or whatever. Yeah. But one of my favorite things is probably my Mumra statue that I got last year mm. from Thundercats. Mm -hmm. If you had all the money in the world, what would you buy? A warehouse to display it all. That probably would be a good idea. Yes. Also, a Robbie the Robot replica from the mm. movie Forbidden Planet. For your convenience, I am monitored to respond to the name Robbie. I haven't watched it. Is it good? Oh, you haven't watched it? I haven't made you watch it yet? You haven't. There's a big list of stuff that you still need to make me watch. Oh, boy. Yeah, make you watch. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Robbie the Robot is... Actually, it might have. From 1956. And they're in a spaceship, and they go to the planet Altair 4. Welcome to Altair 4, gentlemen. Never mind. I think of something else. And uh, they, they were selling a replica of the robot for $50,000 about 10 years oh, ago. That's expensive. So that, that's one thing I would have got. Mm. Uh, Robbie the robot replica. And uh, 20 years ago, I wanted a Locutus of Borg life-size statue. Mm. But it was $8,000. Yeah, probably would be expensive. Yeah, so I never had that kind of just cash to blow on that kind of stuff. So it, it was always 7 or $8 action figures for years and years and mm -hmm. years. You know, yeah. There, there's all kinds of things, and and I would like a cool uh, 1970s era muscle car collection too. Mm. And I've always wanted an El Camino. What's that? It's uh, a truck car. Mm. You know, it's a it's a car with a, a truck bed in the back. Mm. Mm -hmm. We actually have a picture of me and you sitting in one uh, from Canada Day about ten years ago. Canada Day ten years ago, roughly. It explains why I can't remember it. Yeah, you wouldn't remember. Uh, but there's a picture. There's a picture on Facebook of it. Hmm. We got to sit in the car that they had at the car show on Canada hmm. Day. So there's that. And I always wanted a, a replica of the Dukes of Hazard car, the 1969 Dodge Charger. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, last question. If you could sit down and have a conversation with Gene Roddenberry, what would you ask him? Oh, the creator of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. What would I ask him if I could have a conversation with him? That's, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough question. I'd probably want to know what inspired him, where he got the ideas from, what character most represented himself, that, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah, just, what uh, do you think would have represented him the best? Um, probably the captain, because Gene Roddenberry was a ladies' man. Well, which he, captain? Because there's a lot. Well, Captain Kirk was the original creation. Oh, okay. Actually, Captain Pike was the original creation mm -hmm. in the failed pilot from 1965. But So that's another one that's 26, if you want to count him. What is? That, the failed pilot. 26? Yeah, because there's 26, there are 25. Oh, I see. the 13 movies oh, and the 12 I see. I see what you're talking about. Right, right. Yeah, so probably just uh, just have a conversation with him. Um, I'd want to know about his war experiences because he was a, a pilot in the war mm. and uh, just, just where he got his inspiration from, that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, just have a, a couple drinks with him and a conversation and uh, hear some stories about uh, his exploits in the, in the war and then find out maybe, uh, yeah, whatever else he, he would be able mm. to share. Any other questions and 
answers to them you can think of? Um, not that I can think of. That was pretty thorough, actually. Mm-hmm. That, that was pretty good. Mm. Did you learn a lot? Yeah. I learned um, a lot about what you used to do and what you wanted, what you'd say about people. Mm-hmm. And did, did you learn anything new about me that you didn't know? They collected and sold a lot of stuff with bottle caps and popsicle sticks. You didn't know that? No. no. I don't think you told me that. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, Good interview. That was a pretty good interview, and that'll be out there for posterity, and you can look back on it in 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. and you can even look at it uh, next week. Yeah. When it comes out. That's when it's going to be out. That's right. So, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing that. No problem. Uh, listeners, uh, make sure you join the Facebook page and the, go to soulforgepodcast.com for all the social media links. But until next time, take care, and remember, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links, and don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. What is the Rusted Robot Podcast? Hey there, this is Sean. This is Josh. And this is Kitty. We're your weekly geekly pop culture news. We talk about comic books, movies, anime, celebrity deaths, <sighs> collectibles, toys, movie news, upcoming trailers, and so much more. Check us out on the ESO Network and everywhere podcasts are found. Your nerdy news specialist, the Rusted Robot Podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.